So much fun last night. Dude. I cannot believe now. Crazy. Of all the times yes. that we've watched at midnight, we've never gone to see it live, and we've never had one well, of our f- like friends be right, on it. Right. Well, it's a it's a thing about living in Los Angeles is if you want to be a part of everything, you don't you don't just go to tapings of shows, right? I mean, like I've been living in Los Angeles like almost ten years now, and this is maybe the third taping of something I've ever even been to. Oh wow. Yeah. That's sad. What, do you go to tapings all the time? Well, yeah, because I have more famous friends than you, I guess. Well, probably, invite yeah. me, yeah. Well, you know, I'm also very unpopular, Brent. You have to remember. I, you're <laughs> preaching to the choir <laughs> with that one. Anyway, our buddy Emo Phillips. Emo Phillips. Uh, legendary comedian. He is a legend, everybody. He uh, was on At Midnight on Monday. That was, I gotta say, it's one of the most amazing things about living in Los Angeles. Like, one of my heroes mm-hmm. is also my friend. Which is kind of a paradox. I mean, is it a paradox or is it just like something added on to it? It's, it definitely is not two doctors, so it's not a paradox. There's not like two emos, one that's my friend and one that's my hero? Well, there actually, are... you know, now that he's actually my friend, he's even more my hero. Right, because he turned out to be an awesome guy. And, and you know, Kipley, his wife, Kipley one of Brown. our great friends who's an amazing comedian as well. Very, very talented performer and yep. actress. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's up against Greg Proops, who I, you know, I did a show with him one time. Greg Proops is so funny. Greg Proops is, to me, one of the funniest comedians and has been, like, another icon, another dude that I've been watching for and my entire life. And Marilyn Raskin. Marilyn Raskin. Chloe from 24, are you kidding me? Michigan-born. Yeah? From Where? the Detroit area. Is that right? Yeah, she's she's not from the Detroit area, per se. She's from, my, I want to say, like, Saginaw or something. Well, hey, anybody that was on Mr. Show has my respect. One of my favorite sketch shows of all time. Uh, Mr. Show with uh, Bob and Dave. Yeah. Ah, speaking of... Speaking of Bob. Speaking of Bob. Look at that tie-in. Uh, we're going to be talking a little bit later about Better Call Saul. Better Call Saul, the Breaking Bad spinoff. Mm-hmm. Hilarious, full you of remember, action, drama, you suspense. Remember when we actually went to... And we're going to name drop on ourselves. And when we we're going to do it. Emo's wedding. Yes. That Bob Odenkirk was at the wedding. Bob Odenkirk wasn't. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah he was at the wedding. And uh, I did not get a conversation with him. I didn't either. He I did mean, not. He I left right after the wedding. I think he's kind of a private guy and a little yeah. shy. But that's fine. He, he All he has to do is be funny on TV for me. You know, I ran into Bob Odenkirk at Ralph's on Hollywood Boulevard in Western. Is that right? I, I told you about this. Uh, but I was there. It was uh, late at night. It was because I, I would do all my grocery shopping on the way home. So it was probably about like 10 p.m. on a weeknight. And I'm there and I'm doing my grocery shopping at the Ralph's on my way home to my East Hollywood apartment I used yeah. to live in. And, and I see Bob Odenkirk. He's wearing like a red like bathrobe. He's wearing like a, like a, it was like a smoking jacket robe, but not quite so nice. It was a little like haggard. And he was walking around the fruit area where they sell all the fruits. And he was just muttering to himself. Are and like sure? filling his filling his cart with lemons. Are you sure that wasn't uh, Jimmy Hefner, Hugh Hefner's son? It was definitely Bob Odenkirk because I saw him, and then in the moment, because I was still pretty new to Hollywood at that point, I went, "Oh my gosh, it's one of my you know another comedic uh, icon that I grew up watching." I'm gonna go and leave him alone. <laughs> I am not interested in bothering this man who's clearly not in a place where he wants to talk to fans. Yeah. Just, I didn't even know, like, what was it about fruits? You know, I didn't even really catch what he was saying. It was just tomato. Maybe he's working through a bit, you know? Who knows? But it, I didn't want to get that tomato thrown at me. So I was just, I'm, I'm going to pass this opportunity. Right. 
But uh, Better Call Saul, fantastic, right? Excellent. We'll talk more. We're going to be later. talking about this later but on. At in the midnight, show. fun show. At you midnight, know, you now, to watch it. I was shocked that because I thought the studio and you guys disagreed with me. I thought the studio was bigger than I was anticipating it was going to be. It just it felt just like a small little stage and then just a couple rows of people and it felt like it was just in a room somewhere. And it's actually at like you know WB sound stages. Hmm. Was it WB? Yeah, I think this is. I think this is uh, because of your perspective of only seeing three tape shows in your life. Maybe, and I guess it's because the other shows I've seen were like late night talk shows, where yeah. it is just in a tiny room with a tiny ceiling. This was just in a big old sound stage, and they just hang curtains everywhere to give it the illusion of small. But haven't you ever seen like Conan? Yeah. Okay, Conan's a lot more people than what we had to, at, at, at midnight. Just about the same, doesn't it? One thirty-five. No. In any case, Emo Phillips, fantastic comedian, did a great job. I'm hoping you guys watched on Monday. If not, if not, you can watch it online somewhere. Watch it online. Yeah, I was about to say Comedy Central. We'll put a link in the show notes. And we're, go we watch definitely it. should have Emo on the show at some point. We should, but he at doesn't. Emo he doesn't know Phillips. anything about sports. I mean, so is that going to be a we problem? We don't just talk about sports. What do you mean? Like this episode, we're going to talk about television shows That's pretty right. much across the board. That's right. Hey, everybody! You've made it. It's episode eighty. 80 episodes of Raisin Brent. Brent, and I'm Ray. And I'm Brent. And let's face folks. Let's face facts, everybody. No, let's face folks. Let's right. face folks and folks? facts. Let's look at you. Where are they? Nope. No folks to it's, face, so let's face facts instead. It's just, it's just us, Brent. <laughs> There's not a lot going on in the sports world right now, and quite frankly, the stuff going on in the sports world is depressing. I mean, we are full-blown NHL season, but until the playoffs start, who cares? We are full-blown NBA season right now, but everybody's hurt. We'll talk about that a little bit. But who cares until the playoffs starts, right? If you're not one of the 16 out of 30 teams who makes the playoffs, nobody cares about you. Looking at you, Kobe. So we got a lot of TV to Kobe. talk about this week. Kobe. We got a lot of TV to talk about this week. We just talked about At Midnight, which was a wonderful show. You should be watching it, especially if you're a comedian. You should be watching At Midnight on like the comedy. regs. Or if you're a fan of comedy. And if you're listening to this show, maybe. Maybe not. If you I, like what I say, you should watch it. If you laugh at Ray, <laughs> seek help. Then it's... <laughs> It's maybe not a show for you because those are great comedians on yeah. that show. We're also going to talk some Walking Dead. We're going to talk some Better Call Saul. There's a lot of pop culture stuff going on now. So, yes, we are traditionally a sports show. Today, I don't think we are. I mean, you say that, but like. I do say that. Nah, I think we talk about TV shows all the time. We talk about video it's games. True. Why, it's why true. do you say we're just a sports show? No, but we're pr- it doesn't predominantly. Define me. It doesn't define me, Ray. It defines me, Brent. I'm a sports show guy. We bring you in for the comedy and the facts, and they just let me shout things like Skip Bayless. Interesting. Just always be wrong. Well, now that I know. Now that you. Sorry, does that make you the Stephen A. Smith? <laughs> Let's do it after three seconds of Dexie's Midnight Runners. It's the number one show on television. Uh, Mad Men. No, no. Fresh off the boat. Fresh off the boat, a delight, but no. Work it. No, that got canceled after two episodes. Uh, Work it. Wow. You mean, the, was that the Bosom Buddies re- reboot? That Correct. How did that go off the air after only two episodes? That is some of the what? worst television you will ever see. Hey, Brent, very hardworking uh, people. Absolutely. But the result, it. the result is just one of the most horrific things you will ever see. It was like a fever nightmare that I would have. To quote me when I do stand-up. They can't all be gems, folks. <laughs> <laughs> don't throw things. Don't get mad. You they can't all be gems. the elder to say, none of them can be gems, folks. Folks, nothing I say can be funny. Just accept it. No, I mean, I'm saying regarding, you know, oh. work it. Oh, yeah, that too. Okay. So, uh, House of Cards? 
Not House of Cards. Uh, the Americans. It, no, it just came mm, back. Uh, Parks and Rec. It's on AMC. Oh, uh, Downton Abbey. No. Uh, Breaking Bad. Is that back? Breaking Bad is done. Mm, We're talking about Better Call Saul later in this episode. Breaking Bad is finished. If it was done, it would be being cooked in an oven, and it would be finished. But yeah, okay. It's uh, The Walking Dead. You know it's The Walking Dead. We just talked well, yeah, about this. Yeah, if you did not finish cooking it in the oven, it would be The Walking Dead. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Zombie Mayhem is back. Rick and the gang. Yeah! Following up. Oh, now you're back with me. Okay, good. I am. <laughs> five episodes to go in this half season. I thought The Walking is Dead had longer it? Five seasons episodes? It's only five episodes. Does that annoy you a little bit that they just come back? Like, yeah, we're going to come back and tease you for about a month and then see you. I don't like Especially the practice. When I, when, I mean, I'm, when I'm watching the after show and they're like, oh, yeah, we just kept shooting straight through. Well, then why are we waiting? Yeah, what, what's the purpose behind that? I understand. I when, need it. When it's like a 26-episode uh, season and they go 13, break 13. That makes a lot of sense to me. But if you're going to go all Game of Thrones 10 episodes per season, why are you going to take a break in between it? Like, you can manage 10 episodes in a row. Doesn't it seem like, too, that's just a bad schedule for a network to have? Because if it was 13 and 13, then you can put another show in for 13 weeks, right? Yeah. But then they're, off, they're, off, they're on for, you know, five weeks and off for three. What are you putting in the middle there? Uh, well, here's, here, and here's the reason why. I can pretty much assure you why. What, what happened on Sundays over the last five weeks? Football. Yes. So you, it's hard to get buzz for your show when people are going to be watching live sporting events that they care about. It but, almost makes sense to wait till the Super Bowl's over and then come back. No, but those sporting events are not on at 9 o'clock at night. Sunday Night Football? Never. No. On the West Coast? East Coast? Not really. Those games are like mostly afternoon games. I mean, they're still pretty much done by then. I'm just saying they probably took the time off so that way they didn't have to compete with the Super Bowl, the NFC, AFC Championship games, the Pro Bowl. That always brings I mean, them that's in. that's a fair point, but they also do it at other times of the year, not just during the football playoffs. It's correct, but I guess if you had a choice of do we go up against the number one media machine in the world or do we just take five weeks off, you know, grind up the excitement for the show and bring it back, that's probably not a bad decision. You know what I always was taught, Ray? You want to be the best? Beat the best. <laughs> Yeah, if the Super Bowl is the best. Oh my goodness! You better get two hundred fifty million people watching The Walking Dead next year. Game of Thrones season finale during the Super Bowl. Yes. Oh my gosh! And no, no, no different feeds. Just one feed. One feed doesn't go and, to and HBO it Go. Disab- it disables your uh, DVR. Disables your v- DVR. <laughs> you have a choice: the third quarter of the Super Bowl <laughs> or Game of Thrones. That would be amazing. Nerds, what will you what pick? If, if it, what if it was just like uh, they did that, but it was. Just just like some kind of one-off, uh, you know, of a of a minor character. Nobody you know? would watch. Oh, I bet you, I, I would. It'd be like on Lost over if they, the Super Bowl. If they had that episode about, uh, you know, Frogert. <laughs> I would have definitely watched episode. the Frogert episode. Nobody Frogert. was watching the Frogert episode. Frogert was amazing, dude. Are you kidding oh me? My goodness, he's like a young Steve Buscemi. Nobody's watching Frogert over the Super Bowl, sir. Except for me, this past year, I would have watched the Frogert episode. Absolutely. So maybe I shouldn't be talking well, because I did boycott. Right. In any case, Walking Dead is back, and it's crazy. Okay, so here's the deal. Spoiler alert, if you haven't watched the episode yet, and you've got a lot of leeway between when this airs and that episode, so shame on you, first of all. You should have already watched the episode, whether it be on On Demand, or you DVR'd it, or just watch it live like some people do. Brent, you're an East Coast feed, watch it live kind of guy. Of course, I don't want to get it spoiled. If anybody spoils something, I want it to be me. I want to be inflicting the spoiling and not being spoiled. But with a show like Walking Dead, who would be dumb enough to spoil it? What, you mean like the network's own Facebook page? Exactly. Oh, that's right. Sorry, Well, Beth. look, sometimes things happen. You get excited about things and things just, you know. For folks like me, what got to work during the East Coast feed? That's not an option. I guess. 
but you you know you still could watch it later that night. I usually try to. I usually try to. That is true. I I usually do. You know what I would say, Ray? Get a new job. Get a new. You know what? Why don't I just go unemployed? There you go. Solution solves itself. So, Brent, we lost another character. Yep. Just dead. That was a pretty good episode, though. I mean, okay. I it, I thought it was a good episode. I thought it was a very good episode. I do have a few issues with it. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Well, now before you say that, there was a lot of blowback Sunday night on social media, and it was a lot of kind of the trolly negative people that I know on the face box and the Twitter sphere. They were saying like, "Oh, Walking Dead. Oh, crappy episode." Da da da. That was not a crappy episode. Not at all. We are just because every episode of The Walking Dead is so great. Is so that it's just when an episode isn't the top five best ever Walking Dead episodes, we some people out there feel disappointed. I watched that episode expecting to be disappointed by it by the feedback when I watched it the next day, and I was just like, "What are people complaining about? This is a very well put together, well written, well performed episode." I think. What people were complaining about was, and I don't, I don't agree with this, but the, you know, there, it was a very stylized yes. episode. Okay? Very much so in the way and that I, you saw all the clips at the beginning, and then it played out through the episode of it like paying off. And I heard, which some, was cool. And you know, I heard somebody say this, and I agree with them that it was very like Terrence Malick. If you ever seen like the Thin Red Line, sure, it was a very like Terrence Malick style. And if you're not used to it, or if you're not into like the kind of high art type thing, you're not going to like that. But if, if you're a fan of Walking Dead, you should be a fan of high art, though. I mean, especially if you've lasted this long with the show. No, but that's a different style. Like the, that way they did. And I understand. I did, I liked it, but I understand what people didn't like. That's not the issue I had with it, though. Was it over their head? Is that what it was? I think so. Too yeah. brainy. Yeah. Okay. I think dummies. The, yeah. Stupids. <laughs> you're dumb. <laughs> You are D U M, but dumb. <laughs> um, the issue that I had with it was okay. So yes, we all know now that Tyrese gets bit by a minor character, which is you know I think what usually happens get is bit some, by a mi- oh he is a minor character. He didn't get no, bit by a minor character. No, he got bit by a minor character. Everybody loves Chris's you know, little brother. His bit. little brother, not his twin though. Not his twin because his twin was later in the episode. No, the twins were there were two younger twins. No, it was everybody hates Chris. He was a twin. in the back. I don't think he was a twin. I got the, no, he was he was the kid though. There were two younger kids. The, the twins. I think you might be one wrong of them about was that. in the bed, dead, and the other one was, was the the one that bites Tyrese. That's what I think. Anyway, the point is Yes. Once Tyrese gets bit, where's the sense of urgency? Like he's like, Oh, I'm just gonna lay here. I'm not gonna do anything. I know the stakes. Yes. Uh, and then Chris like, I'm going to go get these guys. No, Tyrese, you go to them. Tyrese, you have to go, you yeah. You either start chopping off your own arm, or you go to the... Don't just lay there and talk to Beth. Well, he was in shock, though. Don't listen to... To be to, fair, he no, immediately went you know into what, shock and started seeing people who weren't no, there. No, but you know what? They've all been through so much that they're almost... I feel like they should be desensitized to some of that at this point. You would think, but when it happens to you... Who can I say what ready. your reaction is going to be? I will be ready. You could say that, but when it I actually happens. I will be happens, ready. You know, when terrible things happen, oftentimes people start running around like crazy people and do irrational things. When everybody, if you ask them that morning, if something crazy happens, are you down? They're like, yeah, man, I won't lose my poop. And then everybody loses their poop. Yeah. It's always what happens. I, I just think he's a much more resourceful and intelligent character than what his actions led us to believe. Okay, I guess I could excuse it if you say that he's in shock, but 
come on. All these people have been getting, you know, he had the time he was in the cab and he didn't go into shock there where he's getting beaten up by these guys. It's true. And all these other people, you know, they had to deal with the, the, just look at the flowers. But you're he right. He didn't go into shock. The plan itself is terrible. It's I'm going to wait here and talk to invisible people. Well, Gimpy, everybody hates Chris, who only has one good leg, yeah. is going to. And how did Chris, like, on his way to try to find Rick and Michonne and uh, Glenn, how did he get himself under a fence? <laughs> That was the part I didn't quite understand. It was like, what chain of events happens that suddenly puts Everybody Hates Chris under half of a fence getting eaten by two walkers? Isn't Everybody Hates Chris? That's his house they're in, right? Yes. He knows where the knives are. He knows where the sledgehammer and and all the tools are. He should, but he's not a strong guy. I'm going to go get these guys. Uh, They're 20 minutes away, so... Just hang in there, dude. And not just that. While Chris, everybody hates Chris, is going to get those guys, Tyrese gets bit a second time on the same spot again by a, by a zombie he mistook for the governor because he's loopy. He's having fever dreams at that point of dead people. Now, I did enjoy the, the fact that since he got bit on the same arm again, the people are like, oh, well, okay, he's still okay. He still might be okay. I did like it as a de- defensive maneuver of, well, this guy's going to bite me. I might as well give him the thing that's already been bitten before. Yeah. At least that way I'll, I'll potentially keep one arm. But, but that- I also thought, you know, when, when it came down to it, they cut his arm way too low. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, because he got bit high up on the forearm and they cut it at the elbow. Yeah, it's like, uh... And like, even before the elbow, it's just like, guys... It yeah. does spread a little bit in the meantime. You got to go full shoulder at that point, don't you? Yeah. Now, granted, he bled out anyway. Spoiler alert. Right. <laughs> I mean, obviously, the plan well, didn't the work because too, it like, didn't work. The first thing he should have been doing is like, okay, let me let me try to make sure. Get some rope. Chris, let me try to get something on there so you're not going to bleed out. Because obviously, I don't have time to run 20 minutes away. Not just that, though, but yeah, get some rope or some like bungee cord and just like rope it off and, and maybe like else? stop the blood flow. Everybody hates Chris. Noah is his name, right? But yeah. I, I like to call him. We all know his Chris. name is Everybody Hates uh, Chris on this podcast. <laughs> he he couldn't, you know, he couldn't take one second to be like, hey, also, sorry about my brother. He's a little jerk. <laughs> no, and this is the part I don't think that you saw it, but at the very end when they have that big gate. And they open up the gate and they're just, they tell everybody hates Chris. Hey, hold up this 300 pound man who's losing blood rapidly while we open the gate and fight all these people. Over their shoulder was a a zombie that looked exactly like everybody hates Chris. And it's sort of in the background. And you might need to rewatch the episode. But over his shoulder in the background, he pops out through the side on the right side of the screen, gets knifed through the head. And that's when there's a second zombie who reaches like he's going to go grab Chris. Okay, I'll watch it again and see. But I had it from watching. Just like that was his twin brother. From looking at the photos, I thought there were two younger brothers because there was the one younger brother that bites Tyrese, and there was the other one that was dead in the bed. And those looked like the same age kids. But to they me. kept looking at those pictures, and it looked like Noah. It looked like everybody hates Chris. But there was an older brother. I thought he was the older brother. That was my point. Yeah, Noah's the older him, brother. They were the two twins, and there was two twins that were younger. Hmm. I don't know. Well, I, I we'll, we'll watch it again. Yeah. Look, a lot of things can get confusing in the land of zombies, right? Bleeding out. He's been bleeding for twenty minutes. Why are they? Where are they taking him? Yeah, and they were radioing ahead, like, get get it ready. Get what ready? Get he's he's what bleeding ready? out. You know, that machine that Eugene promised that he had. Oh, he lied about that, too? Oh, wait, we already know that's not the case. <laughs> Eugene's like, I can fix him. Get him over here. I got a machine. And then they get him there. It's I a, lied. <laughs> they get him there. It's just like a milking machine I lied. for, a, for I just, a dairy. I lied. I just wanted to see Tyrese again. He's my friend. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, destined to fail. I mean, is this just more showing though that like I mean, the the group is just these guys are all doomed? Are like, they all fall? I mean, are they fall? Am I being too hard on them? Well, somebody died, so no. Okay, 
I mean, granted, somebody died from a bad plan. Everybody hates Chris, says, hey, I just want to go into my house. And and Tyrese is like, no, let's not do that. That's the last place you should be right now. And they go in there and he gets bit. Yeah, why is, were they even being separated? This is why I... The more I bad talk plans, about it, there everybody. Were things that, there were bad plans. There were things that just kind of annoyed me because, okay, everybody hates Chris. He sees uh, the house is torched and he doesn't see any bodies around. And he just immediately collapses. Oh, yeah. And, okay, he doesn't know anything yet. All he well, knows is... It was a, probably a thriving community when he left there. I guess, but... And there are bodies and zombies mostly, wandering the streets. That was, doesn't happen if it's still functional. He was mostly sad about his own family, though, right? I would he didn't think know the, anything about his family until he went to his house. He didn't, but I think he knew. Like, he saw the community was destroyed. What, is his family going to be the one spare I mean, because he's special? Okay, Come but on. Sh- then shouldn't the, the, shouldn't the plan have been, okay, hey, let's go check out your house and just make sure everybody's... Well, let's bring everybody together That's what to I'm do saying. that. Yes. But Rick and those guys are like, no, let's just go scavenge. Let's bumbo around the town. Yeah. No. How about we all stay hey, together? Let's all split up. That seems like a good idea. You These know what happens when you like, split up? Houses look like they got firebombed. That's obviously from zombies. So uh Tyrese gets bit. That's what happens when you split up. Yeah. Terrible. Now what about the new plan? I gotta what do you ask think you about, about that. Everybody hates Chris. Huh? He needs to go. He's kind of a bumbo. He needs to go. He got Beth killed. And now we got he did. Tyrese killed. Got Tyrese killed. Guy, that's true. Who's next? Well, you know what? He's, you know, you know, always happens in threes. He's you gonna know, get himself killed. You know, everybody hates Chris. They should call him the Kingmaker. You know, because like people die and somebody else becomes the King character because of everybody hates Chris. It's true. Now, what about I the new blame plan? him for Bob too? I want to oh, absolutely, even though he wasn't around when it happened. Don't worry about that. I still blame him. I blame him for. I blame him for uh, for everybody. I blame him for Merle. You imagine the writers' room. Hey guys, uh, I don't know if you noticed. We have like three kind of main characters that are black dudes now. We got to get rid of two of them. (laughs) Let's have Bob get eaten. Let's Uh, have Bob's burgers. And let's have. (laughs) So they're going to Washington now, Brent. Even though Eugene's a fraud, Michonne and Rick have agreed there was a good idea at the seed of that. So even though he's a fraud, the idea was still sound. That's where they're going to solve the zombie apocalypse. So they're going to Washington, 100 miles away. You say you don't like this plan? Yeah, haven't they? Sh- I mean, haven't we already learned that when they go towards more people, that is, it lands up with them getting killed? Or at least Eugene getting punched out. Right, but, you know, they there's times when they've been to, gone uh, out to bigger places, like they went to Woodbury. It's the Michael Bay uh, theory here from the first Transformers movie of, you know, we've got to do this thing uh, that's going to create a huge amount of uh, battle. Let's take it into a major city. They can trust only themselves, so why are they going to a place where there's a major... You're telling me people are becoming zombies and eating other people who then also become zombies. Let's go to highly populated areas. Yeah, why is that going to be? They already came out of Atlanta. That was the problem with being in Atlanta, was it not? That it was just like the streets. They had to stay at the farm areas and the outskirts and the prisons. So now all of a sudden, hey, you know what? Let's forget about what we've learned. You know what? You know why? Zombie president. We're working our way to the zombie president, to Zombama. (laughs) We're going to have President Zombie Obama, and it's going to happen in the White House. They're going to go straight Fallout 3. What are you talking about right now? People always talk about that location being so good with the D.C. Capitol Wasteland being such a great, like, you can go to all the places and all the National Mall and the Lincoln Memorial and all that stuff. The White House. You could do this now in Walking Dead and see it from a different perspective. Of course, that's an idea that people would be down with. It'd be a cool uh, season. So uh, Bad plan, good so season. So are they going to uh, spend the money to make all these sets of things? Because they're not going to be in the actual Washington, D.C. shooting. That is correct. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. You can just have I, rubbles I mean, and say, oh, it's the White House, CGI. I think it's I mean, a bad on. idea to go to a big city. 
it's a terrible idea to go to a big city, but they're probably right, though. I mean, the CDC is in, is in Atlanta, and that was a bomb out in season one. Yeah. So, I mean, you got you to gotta go somewhere. I don't think you can just stay and you work in a farm. You don't have to go anywhere. They I will actually, come to you. I actually thought that staying at that one place was not a terrible idea. I mean, they could Woodbury or the prison? The place where they just were. Okay. Because whoever those people were, they're gone now, right? Uh, but they, so is all the walls and defenses. Yeah, but the walls were always... You're talking about Terminus. The thing is, they're they're kind of hidden already. You know what I mean? They're hidden away from the road. So as long as they can protect themselves from those people that came in before, which obviously everybody hates Chris, those people didn't have any extra things on the fences. You know what I mean? But there's penguin blood all over that place. <laughs> I don't even know what that means, but... Robin uh, Lord Taylor, murdered at Terminus. Oh, uh, that's ah, right. Oh, you see. Yeah. I don't know about staying at Terminus, but... The anyway, how sad are you church? about Tyrese being gone? I liked Tyrese. I mean, as you said before, he was a minor character. No, 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 no. That, you're misunderstanding what I said. I said he got he gets ultimately gets killed by a very minor character that we've never seen before and we will never see again. Yeah, but I mean, a lot of these. A it's lot not of like folks, being killed by the governor. Or, it's correct. Or being killed by like somebody that. Oh man, that's the guy that we knew from earlier. Now he's a zombie. No, this is a kid that we just heard about today. Yeah, I guess if somebody was going to die on the show, though, I mean, there are so many like the Rick and Carl. You wouldn't want one of them. You've got Glenn and um, Maggie. You wouldn't want it to be one of them. You know, you've got uh, Michonne, who's very unique. I mean, I just think I would love if Rick or Carl died. Make one of them deal with it. They already had to deal with uh, uh, the mom being killed. Though. You know what though? It's good. It's- that's, Lo that's and Lori died. That's the that zombie was apocalypse. It is. I guess what I'm saying is he was one of the fringe characters who I didn't necessarily think had a great, at least at this point, he did not have a great personal story that was happening in the realm of everything else because his personal story was, was already the, the deal with Carol and that's already kind of passed. He was the moral leader of the group. Yeah, but there came to be the moment where he was just doing stupid things because he was trying to commit suicide by zombie and that all passed. So once he kind of got over that, he just became another dude in the group who's didn't really matter anymore. Not really. He was the guy who was unwilling to bend on his, you know... Uh, he wouldn't I, kill the guy with the Detroit hat. Yeah. Yes. Who then came back to taunt him in death in so his own hallucination? Are we to learn from this that you know, in order to survive, you kind of have to be willing to do anything? Yes, they're always killing off main characters constantly. Because I, I wouldn't say Tyrese is not a main character; he was. No, he was. Uh, M- minor. I mean, he was second tier character. Well, I guess if you're saying just like that, that Rick and Carl and Daryl, Daryl and Michonne maybe are the main characters. Glenn and Maggie, I put them up there too. Okay, but that's. <laughs> Those guys are all the, almost the same as Tyrese, you know? I guess at this point, yeah, Maggie and Tyrese are the same. I mean, you same. think about people and their weapons. You think about uh, Daryl and the crossbow. Yep. You think about... Michonne you know, and the sword. Michonne and the sword. And you think Rick about, and the magnum. And you think about Tyrese and the hammer, dude. It's true. Yeah. Who will it be for you? This is... Everybody hates Chris will be the next one to die. He's already gimpy. He gets everybody else killed. Now, I would say it could be everybody hates Chris... It will be Everybody Hates Chris. I was thinking maybe the Reverend finally gets himself backed into a corner that he just cannot escape from, but I don't think it's going to be Rick or Carl. It's not going to be Michonne. It's not going to be Glenn or Maggie. It's not going to be Daryl. That's the core of the show right now. Carol, it could be Carol, but I'm going to go right now. Everybody Hates Chris. Noah is the next main character to die, and I'll even add this. It will happen in the next four episodes before the end of this season. You are really picking the low-hanging fruit. And by that, what I mean is, yeah, there's clearly two black dudes on the show now still. <laughs> um, I 
think the next guy that has to be killed, and I'm not going to follow what you're saying, it has to be the priest. You think the priest is going to be the, the next other black guy? guy? Yeah. Okay. No. Um, <laughs> gosh, I don't know. I I would really not that I cheer for any character to die, but I, no, I, I was very I feel sad that it makes more interesting show if I if I believe that anybody could die at any time. Correct. So how about Glenn? You're going with Glenn? Huh? I actually believe that I would see Rick dying before Glenn. I would I, I would actually say so. that Rick is he is the main character in the show, but it's been argued in some social medias that Rick is not an essential character to the plot like he was in the first couple of seasons. The show could afford to lose Rick now, even though it couldn't do that before. I disagree with you for one reason. The world is gonna need a guy like Rick Grimes. A crazy dude who wants to murder everybody and lost his whole family? That's that's the quote. The world's gonna need a man like Rick Grimes, right? I guess. Wasn't that a quote from the show? Probably. That doesn't mean I agree with it. <laughs> In any case, we got some baseball to talk about, and we're going to do it after three seconds of Eric Clapton. And how about what happened in Colorado? Colorado Fantasy Camp. Rockies Fantasy Camp. Colorado Rockies Fantasy Camp. 88-year-old Lou Dunlap got buzzed high and tight. And what do you do if you get buzzed high and tight and you're an 88-year-old man, Brent? Uh, you walk straight to first base? That would be what you would do, but that's not what Lou Dunlap would do. That man would charge the mound. Well, that's not what I would do either. If what I'm going to do is he threw that weak stuff inside on me, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to smash it right down the line off the foul pole. Home run. Well, that's what Brent the softball player would do. Yeah. Now, do you even call it charging the mound? He basically moved as fast as an 88-year-old man can move. Got about three steps towards did the he guy. Even make it out of the grass. He uh, barely made it out grass. of the box. Yeah, did he make it onto the grass? He made it past the onto the dirt out of the batter's box. But I don't think he made it onto. Because when I first heard about this story, I was just like, "Oh my gosh!" Like he ran out there and like tackled a dude and started beating on him. No, he just took three mild steps forward, and then the ref was sort of the ref, and then the umpire was sort of like, "Dude, what what are you doing? Just go go to the base, put the bat down, and go to the base." Yep. What do you do if an eighty-eight-year-old man is charging you? I don't know, man. What do you do? Thanks, Marshawn Lynch. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just here so I won't get fined. You know what I do. <laughs> you know why I'm here. I mean, I think that the 88-year-old man could have absolutely, like, he could have gotten over. Like, what if he took, like, three steps forward, right? And then he started pulling Werther's Originals out of his pocket and his AARP card. Mm-hmm. And then he kind of lured the man into a false sense of security and then wham! Right on the top of the head with the baseball bat. Here's what I do. I don't do anything at that moment, you know, while you're in the heat of the moment. What I do is when we get back to the bench, I give him a nice hot foot, right? <laughs> Take a match, put it in his heel, give him a little hot, hot foot. Hot foot. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're 88, you know, you come from the era where a hot foot was okay. You know what, though? Will he be expecting the hot foot? No man ever expects the hot foot because mm-hmm. we don't live in a derelict society anymore where setting people on fire was considered sport. What happened? What, what, why, why was that okay back in the day? A hot foot. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna light a match. I'm gonna light and I'll put you it in your shoe on fire. I mean, this is why they needed video games to be created. People were setting themselves on fire as a prank. I mean, enough about the I mean the bag of doo-doo that was lit on fire, you would try to stomp it out. This is a different thing with that. Why would people try to stomp out the lit bag of doo-doo fire? Wouldn't you just go back in the house and get some water or an extinguisher or something? When I see something on fire on the street, my first inclination is not to step on it. Well, you don't want it to catch your house on fire. 
Well, it's on your porch, and it's very well contained at that point. No, you do not want it to catch your house on fire. I think the. I mean, yeah, you, I wouldn't step on it because you, who knows what's inside of there. And to me, who, how does the how does that prank even happen? I guess is my thought. To me, the who fastest, steps on it? What you do is you get down there real quick and you you extinguish it with your mouth. You just oh, jeez, oh, Pete's. That man fought at Normandy. <laughs> <laughs> Why you gotta be buzzing him? Charging the mound. If I'm charging, you know, I just I saw shades of Don Zimmer and Pedro Martinez right there. I really wanted the pitcher to like run up and then just grab him by the ears and just ole him like a like a toro bull. That would have been amazing. But that's in- the most passion that you'll see at a Rockies fantasy camp. <laughs> more than you'll see at a Rockies actual game. I was about to say that's more passion than we saw from the Rockies the last handful of seasons. It's a sad. For- it is thin air up there. You know what? That thin air, man. You don't want to give somebody a hot foot. It might just <laughs> oh you tap harder, the... harder to get that, that flame to ignite. I mean, if you would have hit him, it would have been like tapping the mountains, right? That's right. <laughs> the banquet beer. That's all the Denver jokes I have. Ready to move on? Yep. <laughs> Let's do it after three seconds of Maria Moldauer. Come on, is our and speaking of great television shows, this last weekend, right after The Walking Dead, uh-huh. we got to see Better Call Saul. So, is that what you were watching? Yeah, what were you watching? Oh, I was watching um, my DVD of I Want to Marry Harry. Oh, well, wait a minute. Did you pay for it? Yeah, because it got canceled before I the ending the happened. I had premium subscription, so I could have given them the thing for free just from the streaming. That would have been nice before I dropped seventy nine ninety five for the bootleg on uh, Did eBay. Did you get any extra footage or anything? No. Well, there was one scene where he, the guy actually admits, I'm not really Prince Harry. And I guess that would have been important. Wait a minute. That doesn't make sense because... The show was a ruse. It wasn't Harry? It, the whole time. They're told it was Prince Harry, but it wasn't actually... What? Spoiler... Okay, I should have said this. Spoiler alert. What? It's not actually Prince Harry. What? <laughs> that was my disbelief voice. That was an amazing... Can I get one more? It's like Gollum about to fall into the lake of fire in Mount I I, Doom. I think I uh, ruptured my spleen doing that. <laughs> my goodness. <laughs> Can we get the paramedics in here, please? <laughs> no, we were watching Better Call Saul. We watched both the first and second episodes, mm-hmm. and we got to talk about this because it was fantastic. I love the opening, how you know the whole show is basically going to be, I believe, a prequel. Kind For the of. most part, I yes. I mean, a prequel in that it's before Breaking Bad. Not be- that it's the, the events that lead up to Breaking Bad. Yes, but, but let's keep it real, though, because once... And this is spoilers, but come on, Breaking Bad. You should have seen it by now. Saul Goodman, by the time he's leaving the show Breaking Bad, you know, but when he's getting escorted out of town with his witness protection and it's like changed my name and all this other stuff, his story is pretty much over at that point. Everything that's interesting about Saul Goodman is pretty much been wiped away. Like he's been he's already feared for his life like two or three legitimate times. He's been about to skip town, but this time he's actually doing it. Uh, he's a shadow of the man he once was. I disagree because a guy like Saul, as we've seen in the first two episodes, will always find drama. He will always find no drama, what. but look at him. The opening scene is in black and white, which is very creative. Yeah. And it's just him with this crappy mustache just eating like microwave dinners or something and no, watching no, no, his no, no, old no, no, commercials no, no, no. on TV. It is him living the good oh, life right. in Nebraska, oh, in yeah. Omaha, yeah. working at a Cinnabon. Just, I ask you, is there a better place to work, a better work environment than to just be around the sweet, sweet smell of Cinnabon Just all day? sitting in darkness, drinking straight whiskey from the glass, and watching, watching your old VHS old, tapes. Yeah, VHS tapes of your old commercials. Of your old spots for TV, air during Maury. That reminds me of Tuesday, Tuesday nights at my house. I've been to Tuesday nights at your house. It's <laughs> very sad. Yeah. Very, very depressing. <laughs> Pass the glass. <laughs> 
But how how artistic was this show? I mean, that's the first thing that really struck out to me about Better Call Saul is the cinematography. This is some of the best TV cinematography I've ever seen in my entire life. The way every shot is framed, like so many of these could just be paintings. It Stick. looked great. The scene in the know, garage when he's out there with the way the lighting. As good as something that I've seen on and like The Sopranos or anything. Oh, absolutely. Like that, it is. Because sometimes they skew it and it's black and white mixed with just a skosh of color, sort of like what Schindler's List did. And, and you ever seen any the sepia scenes are in there? great. Any sepia? Yes, there are sepia tones from time to time. <laughs> it feels like a film noir. It feels like a Maltese Falcon kind of movie, except it's totally played out. And the, and the way that they, they do it, it's so slow. And they'll just do a slow burn on some scenes, and then just things will just crawl out and happen, and then they'll just go into the scene. They're taking their time with it. It's so gosh darn artistic. I, yeah, it hurts great. me. That's not why I like the show, Ray. I, it's one I of like the reasons I do. I got to see Mike and Tuco. You did? Okay. I don't care about the sepia tones. Sepia oh, tones this is cinematography is great. The, the characters are terrible, but the cinematography is great. Uh, sir, that's the brown bunny, except without the great, uh, <laughs> yeah. without the great framing. In any case, yeah, Tuco, uh, you're burying the lead. Tuco, not burying the lead. I didn't bury the lead. I brought it out. You buried the lead. You're bringing out the lead. What are you doing? Tuco. Tuco, baby. And we got Mike working the the booth, working the. But we already knew that. I wasn't sure at the beginning if it was actually those characters or just like some kind of small character that would. It's like, oh, they're just going to put him in for this one scene just because it's a little. No, they kept going back to Mike in the booth like over, like they're enemies. I love the fact that they end up like working together so closely off and on, and they are just mortal enemies, and neither of them means anything. He's They're like, the lowest tier nemesis that you could have in the world. The overzealous uh, parking parking lot attendant. attendant. Versus- but why is that lady's deal always giving him one less you know stamp than he needs? I mean, wouldn't everybody have that problem then? No, I have a feeling that he's not there the full time that he says. You know, like he he just isn't getting it done. Or like he's trying to like scam out. Like he should probably be paying the three dollars that he doesn't want to pay. No, she's just he goes back and gets one more stamp. Well, that's because if she's you go just, back and get the extra stickers, they'll just give them to you. They don't just, care. She's just shorting him one stamp every time. That's just. I mean, he's probably a jerk. She remember she had to offer that cat, uh, the cat doll, the Thai beanie baby, mm. in order to get her to give him the more jobs. Well, I'm already ready to concede after two episodes that this yes. show better than Breaking Bad. Okay, you stop no. it right there. You <laughs> stop it. It's really good, it's though. It's clearly better. We don't have to oh deal with gosh. that. Whatever his name is, the guy that was, I only know him as the dad from Malcolm in the Middle, right? Oh, that the dude. guy from the Preparation H commercial. That's the only <laughs> exactly. thing I know him from. Yeah. His name is like Byron Byron Crenshaw really? or something. You're nothing without Jane Kasmerick, obviously. Why don't you let Frankie Munoz carry your butt around for several years again? Clearly, we see where What's the real talent name? on that show was. Stop it, you. Obviously, Brian Cranston was. Uh, when he may amazing. eventually, he's going to appear on the show. You we think? know he's. Oh, he's absolutely. But he'll just be a mild mannered teacher. This will be well before the cancer, is and this, it's going to be great as their paths cross I, for like I one ha- scene. I didn't really do uh, the research in that. Is this in the same city where Breaking Bad took place? Oh, I want to say it's still in New Mexico. It, it seems like it's in New Mexico because that's in Albuquerque, right? And I don't know if yeah. this is specifically in Albuquerque, but it's That's in the same I was zone. Is like, okay, the Saul, because obviously it can't be the same city because Saul is going under a different, uh, or the guy we know as Saul Goodman is in another city right now. Absolutely, but Tuco I mean, does live in this and, city, I mean, and so does under, Mike, so it's right. probably not too far away. He's going under a different name right now that we don't, you know. Uh, well, so, his real name, Jimmy McGill. Yeah, Jimmy McGill. So obviously he can't go with Saul Goodman in the same city because people would know him, right? If he even cares, he's so shameless. 
that it probably doesn't even matter to him because right now he's an unknown public defender. Or he's maybe, not on TV or anything. Or I guess you know that the former law firm he was with really wants him to. They want him to change leave, his name, so maybe that's why. Yeah, they want him to change his name because it's his brother's name who's actually a partner okay, at the firm. I gotta ask you a question: What is the deal with Michael McKean's character? It seems what a to me weirdo. It seems obvious to me that he has cancer or some sort of very like. It seems like cancer to me. They didn't say it outright. And it's turned him crazy in that he's gone like totally nutso off the deep end, hitting up the internet for stuff because he believes that like anything that's electronic is causing him to have cancer. Yeah. And that if he keeps himself like electrode free, so he runs like, yeah, he runs like the pulse that goes through. It's like an EMP in his house. So nothing electronic will ever work. And he wears the the moon jacket. Are you grounded because he's running an electrical current I know, through the I house? Under- I understand. <laughs> I'm not saying it makes sense, Brent. I, no, that's what I asked you. Though. I was like, what's the deal with him? He obviously thinks electronic devices have caused his cancer. And so if he can live, he, he, he knows deep down that he is dying from this and he has no chance to beat it. However, he's gone for that unfortunate, you know, like some people get cancer and they go for the faith healer miracles at the end of their life. He bought into one of those and unfortunately. Looking at you, Andy Kaufman. Sorry, Andy Kaufman, but yeah. it is true. Andy Kaufman's my hero, though. I love Andy Kaufman, but he yeah. he done screwed up, you know, when he when he bought into those uh, sham well, artists. Let's face it. You facts. never know. Let's see what happens. Uh, if... You do know. It's let's Western what, science works. But let's see what happens if, it, God forbid, it happened to you. I mean, who knows what no, lengths a man would go to. to that to, is to, correct. You know. If all other options have been taken away from you and, and you have the means to do a crazy option, you might take the crazy option out of desperation. Yeah. I, I'm feeling that. Anyway, the point is Michael McKean is nuts. <laughs> Take off the coat. Take off the coat. Leave your stuff. Leave all your. Leave your phone in my mailbox. You bought that phone in my house, and he brings out tongs and flings it across the yard. Now you've made me have hate cancer. That's the overtones of it. And <laughs> and finally, Bob Odenkirk's just like, dude, just just no. You're just just stop being stupid for five seconds. Take off the moon coat. Yeah. Take off the tinfoil coat. Whatever that thing was. And he finally takes it off. Bob Odenkirk leaves. He puts it right back on again. Yep. Immediately. Yep. So what? final thoughts. Uh, you're, you're in, right? You're totally in. Oh, yeah. If you haven't checked this show out, you do you need to see This is the other question. Do you need to see Breaking Bad in order to watch it? Uh, I don't think so. No. I think no. it, it helps because there's Tuco and whatnot that, you know, but these people, you can still tell who they are. I would love to, as this show plays out, to find a person that didn't watch Breaking Bad and talk to them about this and then have them watch Breaking Bad after afterwards oh, that'd be interesting yeah but uh i would just say if this show's already piqued your curiosity you're probably going to go back and get caught up on breaking bad it's like, not like it's like hard to if, do what if there was someone that you know didn't watch the lord of the rings and did, didn't read the books tolkien books and just read you know uh, you know the obviously the the hobbit the modern day movies the lord of the rings came first so right he just uh waits until the hobbit comes down the I'm, a, I'm sure there's a ton of people that fit yeah. under that umbrella. How about kids these days who start with episode one of Star Wars? Uh, I just feel bad for them, but they'll probably love it because it's, it's four babies, yeah. to be fair. Anyway, we'll be right back to wrap up the show after three seconds of Judas Priest. Final thought, the Little League World Series, uh, their champion, this is all controversial, the Brent. American champion. Yes. From Chicago. Beat the team from the Vegas. Great, the great team. It was a great team because, you know, uh, we're always trying to find, to get more African-American kids into baseball because that's been a thing where... It's a huge been, thing in the inner yeah. cities right now. And they did a great job of importing. Uh, it was an all-black inner city Chicago team. It was a great team. Yeah, they were great. And they won it all. And guess, and then they lost in the you know the finals of the League World Series. But, but, you know, once again, the adults mess it up Yee. by... 
like taking kids that are technically not in the district they're supposed to be in. But doesn't that happen everywhere, though? I mean, there's in, in Michigan, where I come from, there's a school called Farmington Hills Harrison, and they win the local high school thing every year, but everybody knows they poach students from like a 10-mile area, and they just get kids for like any accepted reason. There's like a special program, so they transfer well, to Harrison. That's fine. So, that, so they have a monster football team every single year. Well, that, now, someone transferring into a school is different than baseball, because baseball is not based on your school okay it's based on like i guess the neighborhood you live in it's I like mean, a region yeah. or something yeah. like that you're allowed to kind of do that in schools you know even though i think it's kind of how unfortunate in chicago they would resort to redrawing districts right i mean come on if this was congress they oh, that just, would never happen they would have just called it gerrymandering right oh <laughs> we get political <laughs> on <laughs> brazen brand <laughs> But since, oh, little kids aren't allowed to do what the adults are allowed to do. Uh, Brent, let's face it. Uh, it's only that for, like, important topics, like Little League World Series. It's not <laughs> like that for deciding the fate of our country. That's right. Gosh willing, let's redraw the fourth. Eee. Yeah. Uh, anyway. My goodness. But somehow in Little League World Series, you know, and the team had to step down. They were had to, like, forfeit their victories. I feel bad for those guys, man. I mean, Although, they're just you know what? little kids they're, playing hard. They, you know, they know that they won on the field, and they also already got to go meet Obama and all that stuff, you know, so. So who's the real winner? Although, how embarrassed would you be or, or confused? I don't know. Anyway, it just sucks all around. I just, uh, it, it's just it's just strange that we would call them out for it on the Little League, literally, like, what, 10 to 13-year-old baseball diamonds. Yeah. But not in our House of Representatives in Congress. I will say this, you know. Lame. There was those, you know, this team that was that got in trouble for, you know, redistricting or taking kids from out of district or whatever. Uh, you had the the other team that would, uh, from the Bronx, Danny Almonte. Yeah, Danny uh, Almonte was where, 16 years well, old. Where they had a kid that was too old. <laughs> now, those guys are amateurs. Both of those teams are amateurs, right? The only team that was wily enough to not do one of those things, but both, was the team from the Philippines that had to vacate all their victories. <laughs> oh they had too old of kids and kids from out of district. Both! I thought something was going on when I saw Manny Pacquiao <laughs> step up to bat. <laughs> I thought... Something might be in the air. <laughs> he's got some power, as it turns out. <laughs> the thing is, he's punching he was, and hitting. He was still shorter than a lot of the kids on the team. <laughs> oh my goodness! They knew something was uh, up when he was also he was saying the seventh inning stretch. Yeah. <laughs> Buy me some peanuts on Cracker Jacks. Oh my god, that's because the, that's the worst. Sometimes I've ever when heard. we touch. Sometimes when we touch. <laughs> well, you, yours is more authentic than mine. I would say. Well, I would hope so. <laughs> One would one would imagine. I would hope that your Detroit accent would be better than I that bet well. it is. <laughs> your Detroit accent is just an impression of me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know think that I speak for hundred percent of the it's people. My there. Detroit accent. Yeah, I'm from one of the miles. Uh, <laughs> That's a good one. Thanks. I thought I was talking to myself for a <laughs> yeah, sec there. there. Holy crap. <laughs> and anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. Check yeah. us out on iTunes. Give us a I don't give us a five star review. It helps. Do it. Stitcher Radio, obviously. You've probably hit us up on one of those two places. Yeah, probably. I mean, I would think. Uh, if you want to email the show, raybrentpodcast at gmail.com. Check us out, raybrentpodcast.com. Our Facebook group, it needs more members. Facebook.com slash raybrentpodcast. You can hit us up on Twitter. I'm at Almighty Ray. I'm at Scoops Pope. Or at Ray Brent Podcast. Hey, Brent, have you noticed a theme with our social media? It has to do with us. Yes. Thank you. If it's somewhere, Nailed it. Ray Brent Podcast is probably where you're going to find it. Yeah. Nailed it. Why hasn't that ad campaign taken off for Progressive? 
the hand puppet. That says I love her. It. I don't know what her name is. She runs in our circles. I don't know what that actress's name no, is. No, sh- she's fantastic. Yeah. That that commercial's terrible though. Except for her one part where she oh, says, no. "No, it's a lot of we're married and we have to support each no, other." No, no, no. That's what that's makes, great. That, but the ending, the beginning part, the, her being it's that so terrible bad. about it is what makes the ending great. Yes, you know what I mean. It's and it's intentionally terrible at the beginning. Is it? Yeah. Is it really? You yes. think? Because if she was cool. She wouldn't have to be embarrassed about it. Okay, that's a fair yeah. point. All right, yeah. fair enough. Uh, anyway, we got a lot of people we want to thank this week. Um, we got to thank Jeremy Buck and the Bang, the Trainwrecks. Got to thank the Trainwrecks. Got to thank Jordan, Jordan Monsell. Jordan Monsell. We saw him at. He was at at midnight with us. Yeah. And did you see? And we us? didn't go with him. He just was with our friend Sean Carlo, also Sean Carlo of, of the show. And you've listened to him two on the fans. show before. Two I mean, people two, who've two been on the show, have been on the show, who are also, I'm sure, fans. Yeah, they. You saw our picture. If you saw Emo Phillips's Instagram or a uh, Twitter, Facebook, and whatnot, there are group shots with us in them. Yeah. So there is proof that we really did this. We did not make up the at midnight bit. <laughs> we were really there, folks. And uh, yeah, well, if you watch that show, you can hear Ray's on loop. Right? Did weird, they? Did they? Really t- weird. It sounds kind of like. <laughs> it sounds like if a a, a walrus. Tried to fart, but then it came out of his mouth instead. I think that's what it sounded like, kind of. Um, I'll be honest with you. I, I cannot find any disparaging. Yeah. Yeah, there's nothing. You're not wrong. I mean, I, I don't think that's a bad thing. No, it's also yeah. delightful. Yeah. But I swear to God, I think it at midnight, they looped our laughs, and then they just kept playing it, because it seemed Is like... Is that was, right? I swear to God, because with me and my wife, Melissa, it sounded like our same two laughs, if you listen to it, it be. over and over and over again, which could be where they had us do like that fake laughing at the start before the yeah. show started, so they would have some samples, so they could just cut it in over and over again. I'm just guessing. Now, they did a great turnaround. It was only a three-hour turnaround, but... Anyway. In any way, we've got to uh, thank David Noel for producing the show. Yeah. And that's it, Brent. Anybody else you want to thank? No, but I, I want to talk about. Oh, you know, gosh, we're, okay. Uh, we got Riley Smith's coming up in a couple weeks. Uh, we're going to have our friend Ramon Deocampo from 12, 12 Monkeys. Monkeys. That's right. Maybe uh, towards the end of the season, we're going to have him. And uh, we're going to have I, more guests coming up, is what you're saying. Yeah. I like having guests in here. Yeah. It's a different energy, but it's a cool energy. Yeah, and they can talk about you know things that fans of different shows are, are you know, and it just brings different people in to listen to the show, and that's always exciting. What, adding new audience members is part of the deal? Well, yeah. So you should do that. Well, since most of your fans are like 90, we have to constantly have We have fans. to replace them quickly. That's right. Oh, boy. I'd like to thank Ray's fans for just not sticking around too long. Because they're all old. <laughs> Gracious. Anyway, you guys have a great night. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week. Peace. You're going to have to drag me.